Hi, and welcome to The State of Work, the podcast by Lano. I'm your host, Sandra, and as a freelancer myself who is working with clients all over the globe, I am experiencing the shift of work every day. So I'm super excited to explore the current and future state of work with you in this podcast. We will talk about the benefits, limitations, and solutions around remote and flexible work and explore many different ways to collaborate and work together. For this, I am chatting with business leaders, innovators, freelancers, and remote employees to learn firsthand how they manage their day-to-day life in an ever-changing and ever-evolving world. Work environments have changed tremendously in the past couple of years, and the COVID-19 pandemic has done a fair bit to kickstart a new remote work movement. Today, employers have to rethink their benefit packages to match the new needs of employees. And that's exactly what Lona Elia, Head of Revenue at Safety Wing, is here to talk about today. She joins me from a family-friendly co-working space in Portugal to discuss how Safety Wing chooses which benefits to offer, how to find the right benefit strategy for globally distributed teams, and what companies can do to identify the right and the wrong types of benefits. Thanks for taking the time to speaking with me today. Where are you joining from? Hey, thank you so much, Sandra. I'm joining from Sintra, Portugal, uh, a really like quaint town um, about 30 minutes away from Lisbon. I'm here with my family. Um, I have two kids. One is four and one is two. Yeah. And my husband. Um, we've been doing this nomadic life for the last four years. And uh, we found a company called Boundless Life where they help and like work from anywhere families yeah. with the logistics, with the schooling. So we're in this like community of other families with kids that are living the life uh, of travel exploration around the world. That sounds really helpful that you would have someone there that helps you take care of your kids, but also helps you and enables you to do your job and focus on on that part of your life as well. Yes, Sandra, 100%. Um, I've been doing this on my own for the last four years. Uh, Basically, we figure out, you know, the Airbnb, where do we go, the schooling system locally, uh, and then we have to quickly get the kids into uh, the local system. Uh, yeah. which usually works pretty well, but uh, still it's very stressful because you don't have a plan. Whereas with Boundless, they will um, give you a home. They will give you cleaning once a, a week. They have the education center, which is really cool. And uh, they also have all these activities for kids and also for adults, like you know, yeah. yoga this morning. You have um, you know wine tastings. You can go to the beach. Uh, there's yeah. so many fun activities planned, yeah. uh, and and really brings you like a community that you can kind of like travel around with versus doing it on your own. Yeah, that sounds lovely. Well, you're the perfect expert then to talk about um, the topic we want to talk about today, which is the whole system of offering benefits to people, and especially benefits um, to people that want to work in a more remote environment. We've seen in the last two years especially that the way people want to work has changed drastically. And people, I think, or a lot of companies see that people are not staying in jobs that they're not 100% happy with. So it's becoming more and more important that you as a company and as an employer offer benefits to people that really help make them happy and make them stay and yeah, keep those people on board that make your company the place that it is so what benefits should employers offer to attract top talent in your opinion 
Yeah, and I want to just take a step back by saying that at Safety Wing, we are 170 uh, kind of a team now, uh, a team of 170, and we have zero attrition. So basically, yeah. no one wants to leave the company, <laughs> which, is, uh, which is pretty crazy. And that is a direct correlation to just like what you said, the benefits that we offer at this company. Uh, and they're not completely out of this world. There are very, very nice benefits that maybe other companies off- offer as well. Uh, but I want to point out that the number one benefit is that freedom and flexibility of working from anywhere and anytime. Yeah. And I cannot tell you what a life changer this is for most people in the world because it opens the door to living their best life wherever uh, there, that is. Uh, whether it's um, in a certain country, in a certain city, in a certain place. Uh, and then also for parents um, having kids, being able to you know, take them to school, to take them to an activity, to spend quality time with them versus having to drive to an office because yeah. someone's telling you to go there. Uh, it's really the best. So uh, I talk about a lot about benefits and really the number one thing that I see is um, being able to really offer that, you know, freedom and flexibility of work from anywhere. Yeah. And is that something that has come up in over the last two years where people see, or especially employers see if we're forced to, we can make it happen? Um, Or is this something that has been around for a while now and people are only more open to it after going through the pandemic? Yeah, this is a really good question because I accidentally discovered remote work uh, back in the (laughs) late 2000s. Yeah, Uh, I I really wanted to see the world at the time and um, there wasn't such a thing as work from anywhere. Yeah, It was like you either work from home, you know, as like, you know, if you're in sales, for example, or you have to come to the office. Uh, Because I was doing quite well, I convinced my boss to let me work from Paris for the summers. And back then it was seen as like this totally crazy idea. It's like, oh my God, how are you going to be able to do your work? It's a six hour difference with the East Coast of the US. Yeah. Um, but I, I really wanted to do it. So I was like, no, no, I'm going. <laughs> so we, we have to make this work. And I went and I, I can't tell you like how happy I was being able to, you know, do the things I wanted in Paris, go to cafes, you know, eat the really great food, go to the museums. But then also, like, in the evening, I would pick up my work and put in the eight hours and really show that it was possible. Yeah. You know, and back then, internet wasn't the best, but I was able to do this. So if I was able to do it in the late 2000s, in the 2022, it should be so much easier. Yeah. And really, it's a question that, you know, the tools are there. So it's not, is this possible? It's actually very possible. Uh, and the pandemic, you know, forced everyone to try it. Uh, and we saw that not only is this more efficient and people are getting a lot more work done, um, but also it is better for many people. Um, but I do want to stress that working from home is not the same as working from anywhere. Uh, so many people equate the two and that's incorrect mm-hmm. because working from home uh, cannot be that much fun if you do it all the time. Um, so we have to kind of like divide the two and... Um, yeah say that uh, you should be able to work from anywhere you want. So whether that's an office, a co-working space, uh, uh, you know, a place in Bali, in Portugal, wherever uh, makes you happy, uh, yeah. that should be the norm. Yeah. What about people that 
I'm maybe not 100% interested in in fully working remotely. Um, well, maybe more interested in other benefits such as flexibility of choosing the time when to work um, or maybe also obviously when we're talking about benefits a big part of that is also financial benefits um, and we've seen benefits change in terms of you know the being in office and the old oh you've got a fruit basket and you're getting the newest technology it's not really that uh, that attractive to a lot of people anymore because we're not fully in the office but we may not be fully remote either. So what are other benefits that we can offer to make sure that we keep the best talent that we have and we attract the top talent that we want? That's a great question. And actually what I've seen from surveys is that the number one benefit that is kind of like almost a baseline, um, it's obviously health insurance, just to make sure that you're taken care of if something goes wrong, you're not stressed out that you have all these bills. Uh, in the US, we offer this benefit quite a bit. Uh, However, internationally, uh, it's not common. So a lot of people that are hiring through Lana, let's say, uh, they might not think about health insurance, uh, but it is a benefit that people are leaving their jobs over because another company is offering those types of benefits. Um, so for like startups and scale-ups, I would stress that instead of um, you know your talent leaving for maybe the bigger companies because they offer those um, bigger benefits, uh, make sure to check out, um, you know, kind of like health insurance first, because that's something that has to be like a baseline. And then yeah. from there, there's so many fun other benefits. Yeah. Uh, another one that we have at Safety Wing that's amazing is this yearly team retreats. Uh, we do them four times a year. Uh, the last few ones were in Slovenia, Mexico, Costa Rica, and uh, we're coming up to go to Bali in October. Uh, so these are really fun, and they're almost like half a vacation and half working. Yeah, uh, and it really allows teammates to get to know each other better, to co-work, to bond, so that uh, the rest of the quarter they can carry on that connection and uh, do really great work, uh, and it's worked out really well for us. Yeah, uh, but then there's so many fun benefits uh, out there. There's like, you know, plan subscriptions, which we also have. Uh, there's obviously unlimited um, vacations. Uh, and I want to stress that you should have a minimum vacation at least, because unlimited vacation could turn into no vacation in some cases. Yeah. So, um, yes, that, that would be great. Like we have a 20 minimum day uh, a year, which is four weeks. And, um, Obviously, the rest you can take whenever. Uh, and like you said, working anytime is really great. Uh, what we recommend is being in the European and the Americas uh, time zones, uh, just because that works for everyone on the team. Uh, the Asian time zones are a bit hard, like you see with yourself being in North yeah. Melbourne, uh, because you'd have to be up at night and it's not very conducive to especially you know families with kids uh, like yeah. yourself. Uh, but yeah, so many fun things like, you know, ergonomic equipment, like can you provide good equipment at home so people are comfortable? Uh, could it be uh, access to learning platforms or maybe uh, a budget that you can improve yourself? Yeah. Uh, mental health, uh, workout classes, childcare benefits, uh, food and beverage home delivery, <laughs> marriage counseling. <laughs> There's so many things. Yeah. In all of these things, how do you identify what the best benefits are to offer to the, the people that you have or maybe also to a new hire that you want to attract? 
Yes, uh, and we have figured out something that works quite well for us. Uh, what we do is that um, certain Thursdays, which we have a strategy team meeting, we will problem solve one thing that is top of mind. So let's say benefits is something that's coming up and people would like to review them and uh, vote on what would be the best benefits. What we do is we create a spreadsheet, uh, we break into groups, we brainstorm, kind of like on our own, what we'd like, we share it with others, and then we kind of list all the benefits and there could be a hundred of them on the spreadsheet. Uh, and then we independently vote on all of them from a one to nine scale. And then we rank them and we see, okay, which one were the top three benefits that people are asking mm -hmm. for in September, 2022, yeah, yeah, for example. And then we review them every six months. So uh, that, let's say we have like all of these amazing benefits. We see, okay, we can't obviously offer all of them, uh, but what are the most important ones for most people at the company? And that way it's kind of voted from like a bottom up approach versus a top down. And this is something that's been working very well at our company and people are very happy with the benefits that we've chosen. Yeah. So does that mean you regularly have check-ins with your yes. staff and with the team to see how, what do you think about this benefit that we added? How do you feel? Is there anything else that you can, um, that you yes. might want? Yeah, as I, as I mentioned, we uh, do this um, at least twice a year, so we mm -hmm. review them, uh, but we also solve for many different ways. So like, for example, meetings, you know, how long should the meetings be? Um, yeah. Should there be an agenda? Should there be async or sync? Uh, there's a lot of things that we decide together as a company versus being yeah. told what to do. Yeah. And, and that's something that we have to stress that if companies want to retain the best talent and attract the best talent, you have to trust that this talent also knows how they want to be treated. So listening to them in whichever way possible, whether it's through surveys, whether it's through this type of like ranking and prioritization exercise, uh, you have to do that regularly to make sure and, and keep a pulse on your team. Are there any false benefits that um, maybe talking about, you know, you've had the example of we give unlimited vacation days, but, you know, you also kind of have to make sure that people not go in the other direction and don't take any vacation at all. Or maybe a company that only focuses on financial benefits and doesn't fully focus on other benefits that might support an employee's well-being and understanding that building a culture is important, a culture of the company that w where people want to stay and where they feel valued. And while they get a financial value out of it, down the road in the long run, this might not be enough um, to keep them around. So p companies only focusing on one type of benefit, is that maybe a mistake yes. that they could make? Absolutely. Uh, and like you said, the first one, um, I lived in Silicon Valley for a while. I started um, a company there, raised money. Uh, so I know the culture quite well, and it was popular for quite some time to have unlimited vacation. But what I noticed is that um, no one was taking any vacation because uh, the CEO or the higher-ups uh, were not um, having any vacation that sent a signal 
to the rest of the company that sure we have this unlimited vacation policy, but really no one is supposed to take it. Yeah. So that's absolutely a false uh, benefit, and I would advise to be very careful with that. Uh, what we do in our company is that we make sure that if someone hasn't taken enough vacation by the end of the year, that someone talks to them and says, yeah. "Hey, you know, you need to do this. Um, it is actually a benefit to you and the company because you'll come back." much more relaxed, calm, full of ideas when you have the proper rest um, and recharge. Yeah. So that's definitely one of them. Another one is options. So we've seen with companies kind of like ballooning their um, valuations and then not really meeting those uh, valuations. Let's say a company is worth now $10 billion, but they saw in 2021 uh, where we saw this extremely high valuations. And, uh, you know, the stock options were really not worth much um, after mm. they didn't meet those revenue targets. Uh, so the expectations were that, okay, if the company is worth $8 billion, they should be making $800 million a year. Uh, but now in 2022, we're seeing that many of them are not meeting those targets. So their valuations are going down. And if you had stock options, um, I believe that you'd have to pay a certain tax amount even though you haven't exercised them. It's a little bit messy. So uh, I would say to have like real shares in the company versus um, certain, uh, I think they're called like options or to exercise certain things, especially the ones that are not public companies. If you are a company just starting out, um, what can you do to start and set up your, your benefit program? So obviously there's a lot of, I want to call them old benefits um, that people, you know, divert back to and there are certain minimum standards as well that depending on where you're based, you have to include. Uh, you've mentioned health insurance there. There's, um, you know, in the US it's um, – not mandated but there's other areas or other countries where it is mandated so it's a bit complicated to pick and choose where do you start yeah that's a good question uh, you know there's a lot of um, literature about this um, blogs um, helpful places you can look into but like as you're a founder like i'm a founder myself uh, it's pretty easy to kind of like ask around and see okay what are other peers doing because we want to be on par with what other companies are offering and not be in a vacuum. So we yeah. can't just like start, um, you know, this benefits program with what we think um, should be there in our own head. Well, because it is a competitive global market, um, as we mentioned, you have to make sure that you're competitive in whatever country you're hiring. Uh, and I think a lot of companies like Lana, obviously I'm just um, posting this podcast, uh, they have a lot of guidance around this. So it's, it's not an issue, but, like you said, um, you know, you'll see in certain job uh, postings, you'll see, okay, here's the benefits that we offer. It's pretty easy to kind of like gauge and see, okay, if, mm. if this company is similar to mine, they're offering these benefits, I need to have similar benefits to be able to attract talent. Uh, and yes, health insurance uh, is something that's almost like uh, a given in many places. Some countries do require it uh, to have it. Um, so you would have to check, obviously, with the local. Um, countries but then you know seeing uh, companies like Lano as well as all their partners you can kind of see oh okay so Lano partners with safety wing okay so that's uh, health insurance I should get oh Lano partners with uh, maybe um, you know home equipment company yeah. that can uh, get you really good stuff like coffee or you know, one of those 
oh, Lano partners with XYZ. And like you, you'll see, it's, it makes it very easy for you because of the marketplaces that companies have on their yep. websites. You'll see their partners and you'll understand the ecosystem and the tools, um, technologies and benefits that you need to have for your company. When we're looking at a distributed and remote workforce, how do you come up with a benefit system that caters to everyone's needs? Because, you know, if you have a distributed team and people moving around or even just working from home or working remotely in different parts of the world, obviously their needs are quite different um, to each other. So if you have a team member that's based in the US and you have a team member that's based in Germany, there's two different needs that need to be fulfilled. Should you come up with an individually based benefits program or is it important to think about these things beforehand and make sure that everyone gets the same things? Uh, that's a really good question. And the best way to answer these things is through experience. That's why you know I'm glad that I can speak from experience. Yeah. And having a team of 170 in 52 countries, so we're distributed in 52 plus countries, mm -hmm. uh, we can say uh, for sure that what's working for us, where we have um, you know 100% retention, is that we are offering the same benefits across We're not doing like a stipend, which a lot of companies do for health insurance because the stipend is not equal. You know, $100 for everyone is not going to be the same for that person that lives in the U.S. versus the person that lives in Italy. So that's why offering something like Safety Wing or having this type of like health insurance uh, allows you to give the same benefit to everyone, no matter where they live. And that's the beauty of it because then they feel equal that uh, that's happening. Uh, yeah. Another thing that we have is all of the other benefits are all equal. They have a certain amount, a certain stipend, or you know, let's say like your um, educational budget, you know, it's X amount a year uh, and it doesn't go up or down depending on where you live. Uh, your salary is the same for all of the strategy team members and it doesn't go up or down depending on where you live. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of these things, um, the founders uh, put that baseline at the start of the company which actually has made their life very easy as we scale. Uh, because if you're um, doing a lot of customization and doing it per location, you can end up with a logistical nightmare to mm. figure out all of the different things that you have to manage uh, based on location. So I think the way that we've done it has worked out pretty well for us so far. Uh, obviously, I don't know how it's going to work out in five years, uh, but I would recommend that Uh, making things as easy as possible on you so you don't have to manage as much. You don't have to spend so many hours and have a, a bunch of HR leaders or people's ops or head of operations dealing with things that are not necessarily going to bring that much value. Talking about the next five years or looking into the future is a good segue into my last question, which is how can you future-proof your benefit systems? And are there any benefits that you see from your experience and what's happening around you that you think it's going to pop up more and it's going to become more important to include that in your package? Uh, that's a really good question. And I'm a bit of a futurist myself. Uh, I love looking into, I guess, the future and like really being at the edge of what's coming. Yeah. Uh, and really a lot of that is... Uh, We take it in through everything that we read. So we look at data, we look at stats, we look at reports and see, okay, what's happening in the workforce?
followers. Why are people leaving? Why are they staying? What's important to them? Uh, like let's say like 10 years ago or 12 years ago, I was talking about fertility benefits for women, right? So like women could freeze their eggs. I, uh, when I was talking about this, it wasn't a popular topic, topic uh, and it was only amongst founders, like female founders in San Francisco. And we would discuss these things. And um, that's where those things start. You know, like you see a seed from very forward thinking uh, companies or leaders or founders uh, or employees that are talking uh, through the grapevine, through the Discord, through certain channels. And you're seeing like, oh, we're doing this thing at our company, like where a side hustle is okay. You know, like these things are like, are like, oh, the four hour or the four day work week versus the yeah. five day work week. So like, these are things that uh, come from the bottom up. And as you see more, uh, you know, people adopting them or people talking about them, you want to bring those to the table to your team and have them vote on them. Yeah. So we as a team voted uh, months ago on the four day work week uh, and we had that on the table. And uh, so certain things like that, you want to be able to figure out, like to come into your universe and your sphere of influence and then bring them to the table to your team and say, is this important to you? And that's how you stay at the forefront. You can't really future proof today with what's going to happen in five years, but you can do what's good for today, maybe even better for today so that you can attract the best because you have such great benefits. Uh, and then you stay on top of that by being able to bring in all of the best uh, practices, the best things that are working for others. It's an exciting time ahead for us. Thanks for giving yes. us that insight into your world and your work that you do at Safety Wing. And enjoy the rest of your time in Sintra. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure. And uh, if anyone wants to connect with me, has any questions, just on LinkedIn. We'll have those links for you in the show notes oh, good, as well. Good, good, good. Awesome. Thank you, Lona. The State of Work is a podcast by Lano and is available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us at Instagram or Twitter by searching for The State of Work. For more information about today's topic and links to further reading, check out our show notes at lano.io slash podcast. Thanks for listening and until next time on The State of Work.